The Dan Bongino Show. Get ready to hear the truth about America with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? I am glad to be here, Dan. Doing well. Thank you. All right, listen, I have got some, uh, I don't, you know, I'm trying to avoid sounding too excited because, I, you know, this yeah. is really a troubling time for our country and this is a devastating story, but I, I've got some pretty solid info for you uh, developing on this case. The Obamagate spying scandal, the biggest scandal of our generation, and I absolutely can't wait to get it to you. But I do have a lot to cover. Um, I want to just address the shutdown as well. All right. I mean, (laughs) you know, listen, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, whatever you may be, I'm obviously a supporter of the president. I have been. Um, I mean, Schumer, he just (laughs) the the winning. He's the guy's winning. You may not like his Twitter habits. That's up to you. I personally don't care. I'm into substance over style anyway. But Joe. When was the last time the Republicans won a government shutdown fight? Uh, the short answer is never. never. How old are you, Joe? How old? I always ask you, you this. You ask me this, I'll tell you, 61. Oh, my gosh. Man, you don't look 61 at all. Wait till you see this guy uh, running around in CPAC or something. You don't yeah. look it at all. Well, thank you. I- I've never seen, the, and I know you haven't either, the Republicans always lose yeah. until now. And the media will still bash this guy, Trump. He has, he has taken a completely, entirely different approach to politics, whether it's the use of social media, whether it's a new form of messaging, whether it's not caving to Democrat priorities. This is the first win they've had in a while. Yeah. So I want to get into that, but I really have to... I got to get it because I have some crazy information, which is just blowing my mind. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at iTarget. You know, I love these guys. Thanks for the great feedback on this system. Uh, if you're a firearm owner out there, and that encompasses a wide swath of people, you have hunters, you, you know, you have uh, sportsmen out there, you have target shooters, you have people who are just interested in self-defense, Second Amendment supporters, uh, you have police officers, military folks, uh, people who work in the security arena. You should be thinking this one thing. What matters to you? Marksmanship. Listen, anybody can fire a firearm. It's not hard, okay? It really isn't. Pull trigger, bullet comes out. Very dangerous, okay? (laughs) Can you fire it accurately? That's the question, okay? How do you improve on that? Well, the I, let's see, letter I, by the way, not the organ. iTargetPro.com is the website. The iTarget Pro system is a system to help you take your dry firing to the next level. Now, let me be clear about what dry firing is. Someone sent me an email yesterday and they said, you know, emphasize safety. I thought I was, but we'll emphasize that again. Dry firing means safely double, triple, and quadruple check that your firearm is in fact unloaded. Quintuple check it. Well, you can't do it enough. The Secret Service, we used to say, you know, we what was what did they used to say? Oh, uh, feel. Make sure you feel, too. Look in the chamber. Make sure it's empty. Make sure the magazine's unloaded. Feel inside that barrel. Go down. Look again. Then they would say, look away. Look a third time. Make sure it's safe. Okay? We all get that. What the iTarget Pro system is, is they will send you a laser bullet for the firearm you have now. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to buy a special gun, special barrel, nothing. You have a 9mm. You have a Beretta. You have a SIG. You have a Glock. That bullet goes, the laser bullet goes in the weapon. When you dry fire, meaning it's not a live round in there, obviously, it will it will emit a laser onto a target they send you, and you'll be able to see exactly where the round would have gone. It will help you take your firing, your dry firing practice to the next level. Folks, this system is unbelievable. People love it. They can't put it down. It's like the best video game you ever played, but you'll learn to shoot the wings off a darn fruit fly. It's a great system. Competitive shooters dry fire 10 times more than they live fire. Folks, the range is great. You need to go to the range and live fire, but you can't do that all the time. You got to clean your weapon. You got to buy ammo. Go check it out, the iTarget Pro system. Take your marksmanship skills to the next level. Website, 
itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, the letter I, targetpro.com. Promo code Dan, they'll give you 10% off. That's a nice discount. Promo code Dan, 10% off. Go check it out. Okay, uh, right. let's just dig into this first because I, there was a story I teased yesterday. I want to get through so much stuff going on. Today's show, we may give you a little more content, so uh, bear with us. Let me ask you a question that I am not just pulling out of thin air, I assure you, based on some let's say, traffic I got yesterday. The text messages that are alleged to be missing. Now, for those of you who missed the backstory here, there is an FBI agent, a senior level manager within the FBI, Joe, Peter Stroke, you know know who he is. He was investigating the Clinton email case. He was also involved in the, the Trump investigation as well. And he also is the one, one of the agents who interviewed Mike Flynn at the White House in this now controversial interview, which I think history is going to tell the story of Mike Flynn far differently than you have any idea. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. But Stroke, just so you understand, FBI manager Peter Stroke is intimately involved in both the Clinton email investigation and the, the Trump air quotes here, investigation, okay? Stroke is having an affair with a, a with an, an FBI attorney by the name of Lisa Page. They are texting each other back and forth. These are the texts, the anti-Trump texts. Uh, they're, they're, they're supposed to be 50,000 texts, but it's not clear, just, and Andy McCarthy tweeted this out yesterday, he's right, I want to you know, get the facts out here, Joe. We're not clear yet if the 50,000 texts are between Stroke and Page, right. or if those are the 50,000 texts on the server they're looking through. Okay. So let's just get the facts out. Let's not you know, destroy the story in an effort to exaggerate. Oh, 50,000 texts. We don't know if that's their text. All we know right now is that's what they're looking at. That right. may not be just them, okay? So just to be clear on the backstory here, those texts are damning. They talk about how much they hate Trump, how much they hate Trump supporters. They talk about how they need an insurance policy in case Trump is elected. Um, they're devastating. You know most of that if you've been listening to the show. What are the new revelations? Why am I talking about this now? Why does it matter to you? Right. The new revelations, and I'll put a piece in the show notes today from PJ Media, are that there are five months of texts that are missing. (gasps) (laughs) Sorry, I know it's, but sometimes Joe and I have to, it's really, we're in such a bad spot, we have to lighten up the mood once in a while. The texts that are missing are missing between December 14th of 2016 And May 17th of 2017, a critical time, pay attention, this time period is going to become very, I think, obvious why those specific texts are, air quotes here, missing in a moment. I'm going to ask you an interesting question. I'm not sure you're going to get anywhere else. You may. I hope you do. Again, I don't. I don't claim any of this. If you want to steal it, go and knock yourself out. I do not care. Joe and I, we just talking about this yeah. on the phone. Joe was stuck in traffic. Take it. Run with it. You don't have to credit me or anything. I don't care. I'm just interested in the truth getting out. I mean that. Are those texts really missing? Be sure about that? Joe, do you remember the show? Now, keep in mind, Joe, does, Joe doesn't know any of this either. I have not told him before the show because I really appreciate genuine reactions from Joe. Uh-huh. Joe, do you remember the show we did a little while ago? Where we were suggesting that the information that's been leaking out may be leaking out in an effort to weed out the leakers. Yeah, yeah. In other words, don't you find it odd, folks? And if I stop me, if I lose the audience here, Joe, you are the ombudsman for them. 
I asked the question, don't you find it a little odd that the three major bombshell anti-Trump stories that broke in the media over the last six months or so, the media all reported them all wrong and all had the exact same fact wrong at mm. almost the exact same time. Remember this? Yeah. What were the three stories? Sure Story number one was the famous Joy Behar moment at The View. We got, Trump told Mike Flynn to contact the Russians as a candidate. Ah! Joy, Joy <laughs> Behar is losing her mind. Of course, that was the story Brian Ross from ABC reported on the air that Mike Flynn... Yeah. Ordered was ordered by Trump to contact the Russians, and Mike Flynn was gonna was gonna be a mole on this. That was their story. The story wasn't true. The story was that Mike Flynn was asked to contact the Russians when uh, when uh, Trump was the president elect. In other words, what Mike Flynn's job was as the national security advisor appointee of the United States. Whoa, what a bombshell! Now, I had said to you in conjunction with the following two stories, I'm going to bring up that I. That was not a coincidence, I don't think. It'll make more sense in a minute. Yeah. Story number two was the Deutsche Bank story, which I was on outnumbered when it broke, live on the air, when the story broke. That, oh, my gosh, Deutsche Bank, Bob Mueller's looking into Trump's Deutsche Bank financial records. Oh, my gosh, we got him now. Story wasn't true. <laughs> Bob Mueller may have been looking at Deutsche Bank, but it wasn't for Trump. That's And they all got that wrong. So first story they get wrong was the candidate. The candidate was the, was the piece of information that was wrong in the first story. Flynn was not asked to contact the Russians as a candidate. It was as president-elect. That one tidbit changes the whole story. Yeah. Now keep in mind, all of these stories have some tidbit of truth, but the one key piece of information is wrong, and the media all gets it wrong at the same time. So the first story was Flynn asked to contact the Russians. Yes. But as the national security advisor, not as a candidate. Second story, Deutsche Bank. Yeah, someone's looking into Deutsche Bank, but it's not about Trump. Third story was the Don Jr. WikiLeaks story. They said WikiLeaks reached out to Donald Trump with an encrypted key for information about these Russian emails or whatever, yeah. and they reached out on this date. Well, the backstory to that is true, but the date was wrong. Right. Why did the media all report the date wrong? Well, the date's very significant, folks, because just like the candidate story, the candidate versus president-elect is the story. The date was after WikiLeaks had already published the information. And Don Trump never responded, Jr., by the way, never responded to the email. So basically, as I said to you before, the story is WikiLeaks spam Don Trump, Jr. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the story. There's no other story there. To give it a... Joe, yeah. Do you, if I sent you an email to Joe, mm -hmm. here is an encryption key to go to Zappos.com and buy a pair of shoes. Would you not look at me like I had 10 heads? Yes. You'd be like, uh, Dan, I can go to Zappos to get a pair of shoes. Yeah. I don't need an encryption yeah. key. What, what's the story? I gave Joe an encryption key to Zappos when he could have <laughs> Zappos and bought shoes himself? The Don Trump Jr. story was wrong as well. Why am I setting all this up? And I'm not repeating a show. I'm, I'm leading you to a place. I've suggested to you, based on quality sourcing, that I believe that was a deliberate misinformation campaign in conjunction with people at the DOJ and in the intelligence community who are trying to weed out leakers in the government by giving them intentionally false information, but giving them enough truth that the story is believable. Remember, I always talk about that. I love the movie. I know people hate it, but the Miami Vice movie with, uh, what's his name, Colin Farrell and... 
and uh, the other guy, Jamie Foxx, the anti-cop guy. I watched it before he was anti-cop, by the way. How they're involved in this operation and there's deep embeds in the law enforcement community that are leaking to the criminal community and weed them out. They weed out false information about dates and they give different dates to different people, knowing that when the date arrives to the criminal's desk on their computer, that whatever date it is, is going to indicate where the leak is because they give different dates to different people. They give the FBI one date. Folks, I'm absolutely sure of it that this is what's going on right now. That there is deliberate misinformation being fed along this channel because deep state operators here are working with the press, not working for the American people, and are leaking sensitive information. And the sensitive information, as it flows to reporters, is going to determine in a reverse engineering way... Who the leakers are, because they know who specifically got what information. So, like, does that make sense, Joe? Yeah, it's like we're watching a double header, you know, and we don't know it. You know, yeah, you're, you're, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. Now, uh-huh. I am going to suggest to you that the story about the text messages missing is the fourth chapter to this now three chapter book about misinformation intentionally put out now this pay attention here this is going to be important i don't believe the text messages are missing why would that come out why would it leak out then that oh the text they're missing these text messages explain my suggestion to you is this has been a setup the entire time the five month period that the text messages are missing Between December and May of 2017 is a critical time. This is the time. You may have to go back and listen to a show here. This is the time where the reverse engineered crime to cover for the ongoing spying scandal on the Trump team, where the reverse engineered crime is is implemented through legal channels. I know that was complicated, but bear with me for a minute. During that time period, follow. Let me read you some critical dates here. Hold All on right. one second, because I had to take a lot of notes here, folks. Because this is a very. I know this is going to be a complicated show, but you're not going to hear this anywhere else. So just bear with me for a minute, okay? Hold on one second here. Okay, here are some dates for you. The dossier leak. Occurs right around January 11th or so of 2017. David Ignatius of the Washington Post. Remember the names. Remember the names. Remember the names. Ignatius writes a Washington Post article on the next day on January 12th, 2017. The FBI confronts Flynn under disingenuous pretenses. At the White House on January 24th of 2017. The text messages between Stroke, who confronts Flynn at the White House, are missing for that time. Or, Joe, air quotes, missing. Now, Uh I, I, I... you really, Joe, the audience is going to need you here because I, I know what I'm trying to say, but if it doesn't get across... Now, let me just... You got to stop me. Now, let me read to you something here. All right. Hold on. Oh, you know what? I took a screenshot to make it simple. Okay. This is from the David Ignatius piece on the 12th. Okay. Follow me. According to a senior U.S. government official. Gee, who's that? <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. 
Flynn phoned Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak several times on December 29th, the day the Obama administration announced the expulsion of 35 Russian officials, as well as other measures in retaliation for hacking. Folks, this is critical. Pay attention here. So a senior U.S. government official is reporting to the Washington Post, leaking information about calls Flynn made to the Russian ambassador. Remember, I told you there's no crime here. The crime they're trying to reverse engineer and fit into, if trying to fit a, a, a square peg into a round hole, is they've been spying on the Trump team with no predicate crime the entire time. They now lose the election. Mm. They're now in holy mode. So they're like, we got to find a crime. Mm-hmm. How are we going to cover for this? We don't know what to do. Clapper's in a panic. Sally Yates at DOJ's in a panic. Someone thinks up the idea. I'm going to get back to this quote in a second from the piece, but I got to set you up here. Someone says, Joe, the Logan Act. Use the Logan Act. <laughs> We're good. The Logan Act, which, by the way, has never been enforced in the history of the United States, okay? Right. The Logan Act, which basically says private citizens can't conduct business with foreign officials for the U.S. There's nobody. This is not a serious crime. Nobody has ever been prosecuted in the 200 plus years of the Republic. Mm-hmm. It's not serious. It's a fake. It's the jaywalking of federal. It's not even a jaywalking because people have actually been prosecuted, prosecuted. for jaywalking. Yeah. It is less than jaywalking. Of the, of the jaywalking crimes, it's the jaywalking of jaywalking crimes. It is not a real thing. It is, it's in the books, but it's entirely, it's a joke. But folks, listen to me. They don't have anything else. Right. I promise I'm going to get back to these fake stories too. They, they don't, I'm not, don't lose me. All right, we're still with you. We're still with You're you. still with me. Okay. okay. Now we go on. So remember, Ignatius is reporting during the time period that the texts are missing, Joe, mm-hmm. that a senior U.S. government official, huh, is reporting about Flynn's phone calls with the Russian ambassador. How the hell do they know about Flynn's phone calls? I thought they weren't spying on the Trump team. Ooh. Huh? Shaggy? What? What's going on here? So a reporter at the Washington Post knows about a listen-to phone call that the United States government under Barack Obama still is listening to during a transition of President Trump? Folks, are, is, is this insane? Now, Ignatius goes on in the piece. What did Flynn say? And did it undercut the U.S. sanctions? (laughs) The Logan Act, though never enforced, bars U.S. citizens from correspondence intending to influence a foreign government about disputes with the United States. Was its spirit violated? The Trump campaign didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. How the hell does David Ignatius know about the Logan Act, know about Flynn's monitored calls, and suggest that the Logan Act may have been violated when he acknowledges in his own piece that this has never been enforced? Folks, you think this is completely random? That he, Joe, in other words, what I'm getting at is a Washington Post reporter just invented this himself? Oh, the Logan Act, that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me read sentence number one. According to a senior U.S. government official, may I suggest to you that that official could have been Stroke and Page or people working with them who are now leaking information to the Washington Post to damage the Trump team? 
and are now in a panic to cover their own tracks for an ongoing spying operation against Trump and are already setting up the narrative with the dopes in the media eager to take down Trump and they're planting a seed in their own head, in the media's head going, hey, what about the Logan Act? The Logan Act, that's a great idea. All right, that story sounds great. Uh, What's the Logan Act? Uh, the Logan Act. You know, the crime that's <laughs> yeah. never been prosecuted in U.S. history. Yes, that's it. Let me ask the Trump team for comment. Sound like the Ben Rhodes, the Obama administration fiction writer who was on his national security team. Sound like the echo chamber he talked about in the Iran deal. Hmm. How stupid the media people were. Folks, Flynn was set up. Yeah. Flynn was set up. And if you believing otherwise, you are an idiot. I'm sorry. He was set up from the start. Now, some of you have asked me, well, why plead guilty? Let me put you in Mike Flynn's shoes, folks. You are now being bankrupt by the entire monopolistic use of force powers of the United States government coming down on you. They have you on a nonsense false statements charge that almost nobody ever gets charged with. I know this. I was a former federal agent. You've got nothing. You're alleging Mike Flynn is part of some conspiracy to overthrow an election with Donald Trump and you charge him with fibbing? And there's still a dispute if he even lied. They had a transcript of the call. I don't remember what I said to Joe five minutes ago. But now you're suggesting that Flynn who what you think is involved in the biggest conspiracy in U.S. history to overthrow an election, and all you've got on him is lying. Mm. And by the way, you tell him, I'm going after your kids, I'm going after your bank accounts, we're going after everything. You bankrupt the guy, and you say to him, all right, tell you what, we'll make this all go away as long as you do two things. This is important, Joe. Right. Number one, you shut your mouth, and you don't talk. And number two, we'll let you off on a false statement charge with no jail time. What do you do, folks? He's just a man. He's not not superhuman. He's not Shazam. At this point, the guy's looking at bankruptcy. He's looking at being put in jail for ripping a mattress tag off at some point if they find more mattress tags. They're going after his family. They tell him, you shut your mouth and you cop a plea. The shut your mouth part is important because nobody knows what's going on in this case more than Flynn. And I'm telling you what's going on with this case is a setup and has been a setup the entire time. Ignatius, by the way, now does it remember a week ago, Joe, or I don't even know when I'm I'm sorry, folks, but I'm losing track of time. There's so much info breaking on this case. Do you remember, Joseph? Ignatius came up again a few shows ago. Yes, he did. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he wrote a piece in the Washington Post desperately trying to cover the tracks of the FBI in this case. Mm -hmm. In the piece, he almost acknowledges that the FBI is working with a paid political operative, but tries to cover the FBI's tracks. Now, does this make sense? Ignatius has been relying likely on the FBI for inside information. Let me quote again, according to a senior U.S. government official. There you go. The entire time, Ignatius's reporting makes him an accomplice to this entire bogus narrative. This entire Logan Act garbage narrative was leaked to him from the start, and he was adult. Duh. Logan Act? He doesn't know any. All he knows is they don't like Trump. He never thinks it through. 
Wait, why am I being fed information from FBI insiders about a crime that no one's ever been prosecuted for in the history of the United States? Folks, this is a setup. I've told you from day one. The setup is the story. Call it what you want. Entrapment, a sting, a setup, an illicit operation. I don't care the terminology or the verbiage you use. This is why I've insisted to you from the start that although the dossier is a critical component of this, I'm not trying to diminish anybody's work. I don't believe it's the real story, Joe. Right. The real story is what was happening prior to the dossier and why did they need the dossier and the Logan Act in the first place? And I'm telling you, they needed it to provide legal cover for what was an ongoing illicit operation that if they lost the election, what they did was going to be an oh moment like you've never seen. And attaching this to the White House, which is there, I'm not fabricating these connections. Attaching this to the White House through Sally Yates and Obama is critical. I'm sorry, but there, and it's no offense intended, I mean this, but there are people out there saying, we got to keep it simple, one of them at a time. Don't try to attach to the White House or it's going to get lost in the morass. No, 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 no. That, I'm sorry, that is the absolute wrong approach. If there was no attachment to the White House and Obama had plausible deniability, I'd be the first one to tell you. But the way to take down these scandals is to find out how they started. And pretending this was not somehow initiated in consultation with the White House and Barack Obama is to ignore the biggest scandal in modern American history. It is that that is the real story here. Watergate only mattered when Nixon's 18 minutes of tape disappeared and they found out that somehow he was connected to the burglars. That's the only time. Remember, Watergate festered for Watergate was Joe, you lived through it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I, I did. I was not obviously, you know, around for Watergate when it was happening in its critical moments. I mean, as a sentient thinking being. OK. Mm-hmm. Watergate just droned until they could find a connection. This is important. Obama does not have plausible deniability. Now, let me make the connection now back to what I was talking about with the operation, what I think, to out leakers by intentionally leaking false information is. Um, Folks, I'm sorry, before I get that, we got to pay for the show, and I do deeply appreciate your patience, but these are very great sponsors, and they keep the show free for you, so I I really do appreciate it. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at FilterBuy. Hey, folks, you know, winter's here now. You got to get those uh, allergy-aggravating pollution out of the air. I spend most of my time indoors, and you know, air indoors is up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside. The cold weather, unfortunately, especially up in the Northeast, you're indoors a lot. You don't want to be breathing polluted air. Can cause illness, allergies, and a lot of unnecessary wear and tear on your HVAC system if you don't change your filters. Believe me, I know. I changed two, and it cost me a fortune. You should have seen my filters. They were black, and they were not colored black like charcoal. They were white, and they turned black. <laughs> they were alive. They were, it's alive. This can lead to costly repairs, as my wallet found out. Even worse, the premature replacement of your entire system. One of my units was only four years old. I'm not even kidding. For Even in Florida, Dude. where they work overtime, yeah. you should get at least eight to 10 years. Resolve to breathe better with Filter by America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped free within 24 hours. 
Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. Good job, Filter by. Filter by offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution while maximizing the efficiency of your system. Right now, you can save 5%. It's a nice savings, folks. When you set up auto delivery, you'll never have to think about air filters again. Save money, save time, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Change those air filters, folks. Don't breathe that junk in the indoor air. Go to FilterBuy.com. Save 5%. Set up auto delivery today. Okay. I'm getting back to this. I don't believe the text messages in that critical period are missing. So just to set up where we are, I believe Stroke and Lisa Page may have been the source for the Washington Post article. Okay. I believe Stroke and Lisa Page, their insurance policy, that their insurance policy was, in fact, uh, a portion of it, at least, when they were talking about the insurance policy yeah. in, for, against Trump, is the Logan Act, mm-hmm. that the Logan Act violation is going to be a reverse-engineered crime against Mike Flynn to cover for an already ongoing illicit spying operation by the Obama team against the Trump team. Now, why does this matter if these texts during that period where I believe this reverse engineering is going on, Joe? Remember, they're missing from December to May. Right. All the Flynn stuff happens in January. Mm -hmm. I believe it's those texts that may, in fact, line out, maybe in cryptic terms, but may, in fact, line out how exactly they intended to hit Flynn. And I believe that's why they're missing but you may say dan you keep saying missing like with air quotes why are you saying that because i don't believe they're missing mm. i believe there were two things or two separate things going on right now i believe somebody was tipped off in the investigation whether in the doj joe or the fbi mm-hmm. put on your ombudsman hat here mm-hmm. that that critical period of texts were absolutely damning in other words Gotcha. Someone looking into this, the OIG under Mike Horowitz, the one who's doing the investigation into the Hillary investigation, Mm -hmm. somebody either involved with that, somebody in Congress, someone who's got a source, says to someone else, hey, listen, there are some damning texts between December and May between these FBI, uh, FBI agent and this lawyer, and they just lay this whole thing out. Mm -hmm. Someone leaks that to someone connected to the two agents involved in the text okay. or the agent and the lawyer or someone connected to them. They, in turn, do delete the messages. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. But they already had the messages. Mm-hmm. The investigators looking in to those five mo- already have the messages. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now... I believe that they told the person, hey, these messages are really damning, knowing the person's going to go back to them. They're going to be deleted, but they already have them. So now when they're deleted, you find out who the leaker is because that's the person you tipped off that the five months of messages were damning. Folks, is this making sense? It follows the exact same pattern we've seen about every other critical break in this case. Yeah, it does. Then all of a sudden what happens, Joe? To further out the leakers, remember, they're leaking to Stroke and Page or whoever they're connected to. Hey, those five months of texts are damning. Oh, my gosh. There's so much. Joe, those texts between you and Bongino about that bank robbery in in December, oh, they're damning. What am I doing? I'm calling Joe. Joe, delete the texts about the bank robbery. I'm deleting. 
but the cops already have me and Joe. Oh, of course no. we don't rob a bank. Oh, we're screwed. We're, yeah. Joe and I, we're, we're like Bonnie and Clyde. I'll be Bonnie. Joe could be Clyde for this. He's got a long mane of hair, right? So we're, I'm telling Joe, delete the messages. They've already got the messages. But the cops tell someone who knows Joe, oh, man, this is trouble. Then it gets back to them that Joe deleted the messages. Now they know who leaked it to Joe as well. Folks, it was a setup. I'm convinced it was a setup. And I'm convinced that those texts are not, in fact, missing. That the story that has been leaked to the media has been leaked by the exact same person who leaked to Stroke and Page and their little cabal there of corrupted FBI officials. It's the exact same person who told them, get rid of those texts. It is not a coincidence that during that same period, this entire scheme to embroil Mike Flynn in a fake Logan Act violation, all of that went down. It is also not a coincidence that Ignatius during that same time is citing a senior U.S. government official who, by the way, leaks to him that... The Logan Act was violated. The Logan Act. He was probably like, what do you mean? Like Wolverine? That was a great movie. Isn't that the last one? No, no. The Logan Act. You know where private citizens can't negotiate with the government? Uh, what, what? Come again? What? Folks, I think everybody had to Google the Logan Act. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. And I believe Ignatius was adult the whole time. Was a sucker. Ignatius got played. He was the media outlet for people embedded on the inside, covering their own asses over a spying operation that was ongoing with a fake crime. They needed a media outlet to gin up attention over the fake crime to make it more serious than it was. And they used the Washington Post to do it. And they played along the entire time. Eh, Suckers. Are you like a crazy person? Are you? You may be because you played along with this thing like a total dolt. And you ruined the life of a patriotic American citizen by the name of Mike Flynn, who may have made some mistakes. I've made a lot too, folks. Gosh, I've made more than I can count. But you destroyed this man's life over a crime you've never prosecuted anyone successfully with in the entire history of the United States. And you did it to cover your own tracks and the media played along the whole time. Folks, they're not missing. I think I'm... I'm absolutely confident I'll be proven right on this. Those text messages are there. And the idea that they were missing was a setup to get them to act. And when they acted by releasing it to the press and, quote, leaking it again, they're catching the leakers at the same time they're doing a setup here. Ooh, boy. I'm, there was a lot there. Did I? You think yeah. I explained that well? Yeah, yeah you did. And you simplified okay. it at the end. Yeah. Right, Thanks. Because Joe is the... Um, I think we're good. Audience ombudsman. Okay. Um, I have some more stuff here on this. And I, I know I said I'd get to some other stuff. But, folks, this is really, really critical. Okay? It's critical you understand what's going on. Expect another Bob Mueller bombshell soon. Bob Mueller, the FBI, uh, excuse me. Maybe, gosh, I can't. Oh, by the way, yesterday, someone said I, I said Farkas was uh, secretary, uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary of State. It's defense. I'm sorry. I, I didn't catch that, but I got to go listen. Either. But if I yeah. did, I mean, I had it actually written down. I promise I did know that when I, 
If I don't know it, I'll tell you, but we, I must have just rolled right through it, so my apologies. But thanks for the email. I always appreciate that stuff, by the way. Um, expect another BS announcement from special counsel uh, lead investigator Bob Mueller. The Flynn uh, you know, charge and plea, the Papadopoulos charge and plea, both, mm-hmm. by the way, for false statements, which, again, are, is, is almost never charged unless you have nothing else to get someone on. Expect one of those to come soon as well, too. Why? Bob Mueller, Joe, is not stupid. Bob Mueller is a very, very smart man. And 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 misjudging his tactical and political skills to switch and frame the narrative is a catastrophic mistake. Hmm. I believe Tr- Mueller does not like Trump. I believe Mueller uh, and his relationship with Comey has impacted his judgment in this case. Mueller quickly sees this special counsel going off the rails and everything I'm telling you, I'm convinced Mueller already knows in order to bring the narrative back from where it's going now, Joe, Mm -hmm. that this was a setup. Mm -hmm. This entire thing was a scam. The Trump team was targeted. The investigators were corrupted in order to bring it back. He's going to have to make an announcement. So uh, we'll see. I'll be proven right or wrong within the coming days and weeks. Expect another announcement from Mueller about some it'll be you know an arrest for piracy on the open seas Mm -hmm. felonious mopery in the 16th degree uh you know excessive sweating in the gym it'll be another charge like that Mm -hmm. who knows it may be me and joe joe and i may be arrested for using too much hair gel although not really a case with me they'll make it up it doesn't really matter (laughs) trust me there's another charge coming i would expect that soon he is an expert at distraction all right, folks, just to sum up, and I want to get to one more story, where we've been, because it's important you understand this. Yeah. The text messages from December to May between these two corrupted investigators, the investigator and the lawyer, that were intimately involved in the Clinton email investigation, the Flynn interview, and the Trump investigation are alleged to be missing. I don't think they're missing. I think the, F- I think the OIG, the investigator investigating the investigators, had these texts. I think they're damning. I think they may lay out the scheme to catch Flynn on a fake Logan Act violation, which would prove that this was a reverse engineered crime. In other words, investigation, then create the crime. Not crime, and then we investigate. The texts are going to blow this thing open. They leak to someone that these texts are critical. By leaking to that, let's say, someone... That someone leaks it to the bureau, the corrupted people at the bureau delete the messages, get rid of the messages. The story then leaks to the media through some same intermediary that, oh, the messages are missing. The messages aren't missing. It's an operation at the same time to not only get these two, but to also out the leakers as well, fitting a pattern we've seen of misinformation in the past with the three stories I told you about before, where I believe misinformation is being deliberately fed to people they suspect as leakers to catch them in the act. I bring up the Ignatius piece because it's awfully coincidental that a, quote, senior U.S. government official already laid all this out in January of last year. Interesting how that happens. I'm telling you, take my take it to the bank, folks. All right. Uh, hey, we got a new sponsor and I got one more story to get today. Simply Safe. Joe, do you know about this? Oh. Brought on a new spot. You know, I love new sponsors. Folks, Simply Safe. This is I, I, me being a Secret Service agent. I am obsessed with security. I have the 
best, most high-end security in my house known to man. And Simply Safe is an integral part of it. By the way, my mother-in-law loves Simply Safe too. I wanted to get my mother-in-law mm-hmm. to record a quick sounder on this show because she's so good. She, oh, daddy, I love Simply Safe. She loves it. She thinks it's the greatest thing ever. Right? Here's some exciting news about Simply Safe. It's a company you've worked with for a while. Simply Safe's a company that's been around for many years. They've transformed into the fastest growing home security company in the nation, something that matters to me, folks. Now they protect over 2 million people. Well, they just released their brand new home security system, the all new Simply Safe. The system has been completely rebuilt and redesigned. They've added new safeguards to protect against power outages, down Wi Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, everything in between. The all-new Simply Safe was redesigned to be practically invisible with powerful sensors so small you'll hardly notice them. You won't. You won't even know they're in your house. Could not be easier to install, by the way. You know who will know they're there, though? Someone looking to burglarize your house and intruders. Simply Safe spent years building this system. They added so much to it, it's just worth checking out, folks. But you still get the same fair and honest price. 24-7 protection for only $15 a month. You know what I love about this company? You want to just do protection in your house through your home security system over the summer? You're a snowbird. You leave for the summer in Florida. That's fine. No contracts. Hmm. They're not kidding. They are. I talked. I talked to the company this week, and I love these guys. They're like, we're so confident in our product. We, we don't need a contract. We don't need it. We don't care because our, our, our customers never leave. Fifteen dollars a month. You want it for a couple months? Fine. You want it for a month? Fine. You want it for the rest of your life? Be like us and do it. There's no contracts. No contracts. It's smaller, faster, and stronger than anything they've built before, Simply Safe. But supply is very limited. Folks, visit simplysafe.com slash Bongino now to order. That's simplysafe.com slash Bongino to protect your home and family today. Let me spell it out for you. Simply with an I. It's S I M P L I S A F E dot com simplysafe.com slash Bongino. Pick this up today. This is the best home security system on the market. Protect yourself, protect your property. simplysafe.com slash Bongino. Okay, I teased this story yesterday. Um, I'm going to have to get to it tomorrow, but it's an interesting one. It's about a a system going on, uh, a lawsuit in Canada, which blows my mind because it just speaks to how the left is obsessed with commonality and neutrality, but only commonality and misery. They're not interested in everybody being prosperous and having vibrant, wonderful lives. They're interested in everybody being miserable together. It's an interesting story, but it's going to require some setup. And it's also indicative of what's going on in Venezuela right now, where they're literally robbing chicken trucks because people are starving. That's the saddest thing I've ever seen. They're not even taking cash in a lot of uh, locations in Venezuela right now, only credit cards, because people are going to have to do the Weimar Republic thing and start wheelbarrowing cash because there's so much hyperinflation going on. But it's important I address this this, uh, shutdown that happened yesterday, and this is why I kind of got sidetracked a bit today. I didn't expect it to wrap up that quickly. Trump won this. Um, I don't care if you are a Democrat, liberal, green, communist, uh, Republican, conservative, libertarian, pro-Trump, never Trump, anti-Trump, whatever you are, there is no disputing the fact that the Democrats dropped a catastrophic loss on their government shutdown. Now, I explained to you on yesterday's show how the Democrats shut it down. I have a video on my Facebook page also uh, describing how they shut it down. But this is very simple to describe. Republicans voted to pass a budget. Democrats threatened to filibuster it. That's all you need to know. Republicans said, let's pass a budget. The Democrats filibustered the budget and the government shut down. It is no more complicated than that. Nope. Now, Trump, who really just has taken this 
I'm not going to follow the media narrative thing to the next level has just decided that, you know what, fine, the Democrats want to shut down the government, I'm going to fight them on their own terms. They're telling us the government's necessary to our daily lives, they're shutting them down over illegal immigrants, I'm going to hit them on Twitter. He did some terrific Twitter messaging, and the Democrats caved two days later. How do we know they caved? Because they got nothing in the bill that, the remember, the bill to keep the government open, Joe, mm-hmm. the Democrats got nothing new in the bill than was passed a couple days ago. And while all the Democrats voted against it, well, actually, there were uh, there were three that, oh, excuse me, voted for the government. There were three Democrats uh, that voted for the government uh, to stay open. Now, the vote was 81-18 with the overwhelming majority of Democrats now voting to reopen the government with nothing new. There's no way to frame that other than a catastrophic loss for the Democrats. I'm bargaining with you, Joe. I yeah. want A, you want B. You say to me, we're going to cut off negotiations until you give me C. Two days later, you come back to the table and you go, you know what? B sounds good. There's no way to frame that. Other, I mean, uh, excuse me, A sounds good. Other than I won. I want A. Joe wants B. Joe comes back. uh, Joe proposes C. A few days later, he comes back. Oh, A sounds great. We'll take it. I win. You lose. Right. Yeah. Trump won this. The Democrats now are licking their paws like, (laughs) what do we do? They don't know what to do. But I want to propose something to you. Why this happened, Joe. Mm -hmm. The Democrats have grotesquely misinterpreted the country's mood on immigration. If this was a fight about Medicare or Medicaid, again, I'm absolutely for responsible reformation of entitlement programs. I I hope you understand that. But I'm just trying to explain to you tactics versus ideology. If this was a shutdown and say the Democrats had made it about Medicaid or Medicare, whatever it may be, Joe, there was a potential they could win in the public interest because a lot of people are on those programs, even though they're broke, right? The Democrats were asking you to support a government shutdown over people who weren't even citizens under the mistaken belief That working class Americans who make up the large swath of voters in this country were going to go, oh, yeah, that sounds legit. So I'm going to shut down the government for me to support people who aren't even in the country legally. Now, you may say, why make such a stupid move? Folks, the Democrats are married to identity politics. Understand, post-JFK, the party has entirely divorced itself from the working class of America. There is nothing they bring to the working class that resonates with them. Nothing. Transgender bathroom usage, heavy government spending. None of this resonates with working class Americans. Please understand this. The Democrats know this too. To replace the hemorrhage of middle class, working class American voters they're losing in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, states Trump won. They have decided the only way to replace those numbers, Joe, and those lost votes is through illegal immigration. What they thought was that if they frame this as being about the DACA kids that were brought here by no no choice of their own, they thought they would persuade enough Hispanic voters, enough minority voters, enough younger voters, and enough female voters, sound like the new Democrat Identity Politics Coalition, by the way, 
that they would persuade them to engage in this vibrant activism against the Republican Party. It would persuade the Republicans to cave like they did in the past. And Joe, the side benefit, it would encourage enough voter anger amongst said groups to turn up in the 2018 elections and take back the House. Here's what they didn't take into account. You can't engage in identity politics and a strategy like that. In other words, telling people about white privilege and how working class people don't matter and that we should defend illegal immigrants first without generating a counter response. And the Democrats have consistently, I did an entire show on this after the Trump election, they have consistently underestimated the action-reaction portion. Let's be clear what we're talking about. Their action. Tell people their identity matters. I'm not talking about their name and their family. I mean skin color, Mm -hmm. religion, biological parts, Mm -hmm. male, female, union. Tell them that's all that matters. Tell them that that's what matters and that Republicans hate them because of that. Republicans don't like you because they're racist. They don't like you because they're misogynist. They don't like you because they're xenophobes. Sound familiar? They've done this to Republicans for a reason. Tells the same groups. We will protect you against the Republicans that hate you. What the, that's the action. What the Democrats have failed to take into account is the reaction. Is that when you tell people... The Republicans hate you because you're black, you're Hispanic, because you're female, because you're Muslim, because you're Jewish, whatever it is. That about 40% of the country identifies themselves as Republican. And what they failed to take into account is that whereas the Democrats think they're talking to elected lawmakers and generating some kind of activist base, what they were really doing the entire time was pissing off 40% of the country that didn't want to be called a racist. Yes. Yes! Thank you, yoga guy. (laughs) They didn't get that. So what happened here? Again, they tried the same strategy. Look at these evil Republicans not passing a bill because they don't want to protect people who are in the country illegally, the young kids. What they didn't take into account was the reaction. Again, Democrat working class voters, Republican working class voters saying, wait, wait. T.O., time out. I finance this government, and now you're shutting it down over people who aren't even in the country illegal? Are you insane? Bingo. Bingo is right. And those phone boards lit up, and the Democrats were like, Shaggy! <laughs> Again. Like, we got a problem here. Yeah, Those crazy kids. <laughs> the Democrats were like, ah, uh, this isn't quite working out like we thought, folks. We better, show, we better open up this government right quick. One more point, we'll wrap it up. Folks, we're living in a knowledge economy now. We are living in an economy not based exclusively on manual labor anymore. Over the last hundred years, we've evolved from an agricultural and manufacturing society to a knowledge economy. It is simply not critical that you exit out your backyard and till a field anymore to earn your, earn your keep. You can go to school, you can develop software, you can develop hardware, you can work even on an assembly line. You are going to have to have some knowledge of computers, of systems. Joe, they, I mean, you are the perfect example yeah. for this. I didn't even intend to go down this route, but I mean, you can vouch for me to the audience, right? That even in your field, you have been in the sound engineering, oh terrestrial radio field. Mm-hmm. 
you have seen incredible changes in technology, right? Huge, huge. You don't so need would I be correct yeah. in saying that if I were to transport you back 20 years plus to when you started in this business and said to you, you are only allowed to have the skills you had on day one at WCBM now, you would be completely lost, right? Yeah. Joe, no, Joe right now deals with Adobe Audition. He's dealing with uh, higher quality mics. Podcasting didn't even exist when Joe got any rich. Smartphone, forget about podcasting. There wasn't even a smartphone. You have no idea what Joe does behind the scenes. Loading mm. things up to Omni, different platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeart, monitoring it, uh, filtering out multiple different waveforms. And I can't even, I don't even know what Joe yada, does. Yada, I mean, he yada. came down here, tried to explain it to me. I was lost. <laughs> Luckily, Paula figured it out. <laughs> yeah. But we are in a knowledge economy. Joe's not flipping switches anymore like right. he was in the day. Why am I bringing any of this up? Mm. Because Americans know this, folks. You cannot continue to sell to them the identity politics argument that importing millions of people from around the world who do not have the skills Joe has mm -hmm. is somehow valuable for our economy. That's over. It's over. It is not the manufacturing economy of 100 years ago where, yes, my great-grandparents came here. Armacost yes. is... What is that, Scottish? Uh, French, English, whatever. French, my great-grandparents were immigrants. Uh, it yep. was a different time. Yep. My wife is an immigrant. You know what she does? Web development and web design. Because she's smart and skilled. I'm not suggesting people who come here aren't smart. I'm just saying we can't import millions of people who don't have the skills anymore for an economy and a job market that is not going to be able to pay them. You can't ask someone who doesn't speak the language and has no skills to go work in Joe's field and develop a podcast or build a car in a Ford factory. Right. They don't have the skills. Americans understand this. It's not xenophobic. It's common sense. Yes, we need immigrants. Productivity and people matter. People are assets. But they have to fit in our economy. We're not tilling fields anymore. Americans know this. And that is why the Democrats blew it again, backing illegal immigrants over American citizens. Because American citizens understand that illegal immigration, if you're coming here illegally, folks, it is largely because the legal process wasn't working for you because you probably don't have the requisite skills to be here. And Americans have smartened up to this. And until Democrats get that, they are going to drop incredible losses, incredible losses over and over. They may pick up some seats in the House. They may pick up some seats in the Senate. But I'm telling you over time, if you want a recipe for disaster, stick to this unfettered, unskilled, illegal immigration route to replace working class voters you're losing. And you are guaranteed, guaranteed to get smoked out over time. A hundred percent. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I have a favor to ask again. Please sign up for my email list at Bongino.com. I have some tremendous articles from PJ Media today on this text thing. I have a tremendous article from the Byron York at the Washington Examiner about what's coming next. And also, you know I'm hesitant to do this, Joe, mm -hmm. but I want you to please, please read. This is where my email list is different. It's an old piece from January 12th of last year. Mm. It's the piece by David Ignatius. From the Washington Post, I hate linking to them, but I want you to read the piece again with the idea that Ignatius's source is giving up the whole bag of donuts, that the Logan Act is going to be how they cover their tracks. Read it. It's short. It's sweet. But you're going to read it and be like, whoa. Bongino.com. Subscribe to my email list today.
Thanks, folks. See you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.